The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. Good morning, America. Welcome, Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people, all the boat rockers in the house, and anybody else I may have missed, to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio, where we use the Bible and the Constitution, not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tom Brown, coming to you live from the U.S.-occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, and for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns you about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us here. If you'd like to check us out online, please do so, SonsOfLibertyRadio.com, and also SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. <clears throat> Excuse me. In fact, if you're listening my way of the radio and you want to watch the video portion of the radio show, that's right, you can see the face that's made for radio. Head over to SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. There you're going to see two videos at the top of the page. The one on the left side is Bradley's show from yesterday. So if you missed that and you want to catch it, you can do so up until 3 p.m. Eastern today, at which time he'll be live in that little area right there. On the right side of the page is where we're at. Click on the play button, blow it up on whatever device you got. Look for the rumble icon in there. Um, click on that. Join us in the chat on Rumble. A lot of friends over there this morning. Good morning, you guys. Good to see you. And while you're there, please subscribe to the channel, uh, Sons of Liberty Radio Live. Sons of Liberty Radio Live is the channel on Rumble. And then we're also over on BeforeIt'sNews.com. Top of the page over there. Appreciate Mike on his team giving us a spot. Back to uh, SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, right up under where we're streaming live. Top right side of the page. You can sign up for our email newsletter. That goes out once a day, late afternoon, early evening. <clears throat> all the articles that we have for the day, including the morning show archive. So please uh, take time to uh, sign up for that. Uh, you know, we are heavily censored and stuff, so we depend upon you to keep things kind of going there. So we appreciate your support in that. Um, real quickly, <clears throat> a couple things. Happy anniversary to Dave and Beth. 39 years, eh? <laughs> 39 years. Congratulations. And uh, may the Lord give you another 39, you know? i give you another 39. Um, congratulations to you guys uh, over that. And uh, if I missed anybody about something else that was going on, sorry about that. Okay, so yesterday <clears throat> I got in a little bit with some things. And uh, I didn't get to tell you, uh, you know, a new blessing in the brown house. And I think I'm in the clear to do this as long as I'm not showing pictures and stuff. Uh, but uh, Micah Shelby... Micah Shelby Quinn uh, was born on, what day am I on? Wednesday? I think it's Wednesday. Oh my goodness. Um, <clears throat> my wife came home for a day 
and uh, got a call in the middle of the night about midnight. I think it was on the uh, midnight, like Wednesday morning kind of thing. I think that's when it was. Maybe in Tuesday. <laughs> you can tell where my head's at. We're just trying to get everything sorted here uh, for Thanksgiving with our family and all. But uh, little Micah uh, came into the world, and we praise God. For his goodness and for keeping his promises, I still believe Psalm 127, 128. I believe that is a promise to the people of God and seeing the expansion of the kingdom through their own families and through the church at large. And so uh, we give him glory for that. We, we thank God for it. And uh, the interesting thing uh, is that uh, the midwife that helped us with our children here when we had home births at home uh, was also the midwife able to help my daughter. So I think that's kind of a neat thing, uh, passing generation to generation, if you will. So anyway, we praise God for that. Um, speaking of praising God, this is your show today. If you want it, if you don't want it, I'll speak, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna give thanks uh, to God for He's worthy of that. He is good. And um, if I uh, become a little emotional today. I sat and thought about it a long time last night uh, before I went to bed. <clears throat> I thought about all of the things that I'm thankful to God for. It's interesting when you sit, you know, they have that old song that says, Count your many blessings, name them one by one. And as you sit and as you contemplate your life, and as you look back over your life, what are the things that you're most thankful for? And immediately you're thankful for, you know, the things that are right there in front of you. You thank, you thank God for your family. You thank Him that He's given you shelter. Or that he's provided food for your clothes. And all those things we should be thankful for. Ah, oh, but there's so much more. What about keeping you from things you should, shouldn't have been doing? What about leading you into things that you should be doing? What about the resurrection? What about the death and the burial as well of Christ? What about the ascension of Christ? What about his lordship and his kingship? We're going to see all of this kind of stuff wrapped up in the scriptures today. And you'll hear a lot of people say they're thankful. I'm thankful. I'm thankful. I'm th you'll even hear self-professed atheists and agnostics, of which there are none. They call themselves that, but we know what really is going on. Because Romans 1 tells us what's going on. They're suppressing the truth about God, about His Godhead, about His power, about His being the Creator, everything. They're suppressing that truth and unrighteousness. All men know there's a God. But what are they to do? They'll say, wow, I'm so grateful. I'm so thankful. Thankful to who? We have this thing in our society of not finishing what we should finish. And I think there's a reason for that. We talked about this the other day. We talked about on right or left of what? Pro-choice of to do what? Finishing out the sentences. And so who are we thankful to? Is it a nameless creator? Is it one of many gods? Is it a pantheon of gods that we're grateful for? For who we are, what we have? Uh, the protection that we have over us, our health, our strength, our families, all these kinds of things? Or is it the one true living God, Yahweh? Well, it, it, is that it? Is that the one who we're grateful for? 
Well, I don't know if it, you know, the Bible talks about offering God the fruit of our or the, the, the fruit of our lips, which is praise. Or in many cases, our praise is nothing more than thanksgiving to God for who He is and what He's done. You know, sometimes we get into prayer and we start just throwing all the stuff at the Lord. And don't get me wrong, He wants to hear. He wants to hear us. He wants to hear our petitions. He wants to hear from us and coming to Him with our supplications and such. And we'll see some of that today as well. But how many of us forget that first part? Remember the disciples came and they said, Lord, teach us to pray. Teach us to pray. And what was the first words out of Jesus' mouth? Our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. It was the, the prayer is who it's directed to. It's giving worship and honor and adoration towards the one who has made us and sustains us. And I think about the psalmist, you know, he talks about, we've had people on the show, you guys have heard, uh, some of them with very much a, a New Age bent to them, and they'll speak about meditation. What they mean is emptying out your mind and stuff. And look, I get, I get some of the issue, you know, it's kind of like uh, when you have your computer and you've been running a lot and you need to clear the cache, right? Because it starts bogging down and making things slow. I get the idea of clearing the mind for a little while. But what are you putting into it is the question. And the psalmist would talk about his meditation being to push away the things of the world or to clear out the clutter there and to focus on the law of God. That's what he meditated on day and night. At least that's what he wrote. <laughs> And he wrote that under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. And that was to be cleansed. And all through the Psalms, you see this recurring theme of praise for God, right? Because there's songs geared towards that, bringing back to remembrance what God has done, who He is, what He continues to do, and reminding and encouraging the people. So, for those of you who like a lot of Scripture, that's what you're going to get this morning, Okay. In fact, we're going to start off with Psalm 107. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for He is good, for His mercy endureth forever. By the way, if you want to call in, um, I didn't give the number, and you can make it your show, 803-619-9855, 803-619-9855. Uh, please stick to the topic, but we'd love to hear from you if you're thankful to the Lord for something. Um, you want to give him praise, you feel free to do that, and we'll, we'll, I'll bring you up as soon as I see you uh, calling in, okay? And if the phone line's busy, it's because we only have one, right? <laughs> so be patient with me. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he hath redeemed from the hand of the enemy, and gathered them out of the lands from the east and from the west, from the north and from the south. They wandered in the wilderness in a solitary way, they found no city to dwell in. Hungry and thirsty, their soul fainted in them. Then they cried unto the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them out of their distresses. And he led them forth by the right way, that they might go to a city of habitation. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. It reminds me of a... Of a um, uh, 
story I'd heard about John Calvin, and one of the things that that happened was he met this uh, lady in London who was, you know, uh, a, a lady who cleaned, and she took care of things there in London. And um, as they began to talk, uh, you know, the subject of hell and all this came up, and John Calvin says, you know, I wish men would just serve the Lord because He's worthy of being served. They would worship Him because He's worthy of being worshipped instead of out of a fear of going to hell. Look, if that's all it is, if there's no love for God, it's just, I don't want to go to hell, that is not a gospel message. It really isn't. The message has always been to turn from your sin, and if you want to fear something, fear the Lord. Fear the, fear the one, Jesus said, who can throw body and soul into hell. He can destroy you completely. And the psalmist says, Oh, that the men would praise the Lord for His goodness. They just praise Him because He's worthy of it. We're going to see a lot more of this too. For he satisfieth the longing soul and filleth the hungry soul with goodness, such as sit in darkness as and in the shadow of death, being bound in affliction and iron, because they rebelled against the words of God and condemned the counsel of the Most High. Therefore he brought down their heart with labor, they fell down, and there was none to help. And then they cried unto the Lord in their trouble, and he saved them out of their distresses. He brought them out of darkness and the shadow of death, and brake their bands in sunder. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. For he hath broken the gates of brass and cut the bars of iron in sunder. Fools, because of their transgression and because of their iniquities, are, are afflicted. Their soul abhorreth all manner of meat, and they draw near unto the gates of death. Then they cry unto the Lord in their trouble, and he saveth them out of their distresses. He sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. And let them sacrifice the sacrifices of thanksgiving and declare his works with rejoicing. They that go down to the sea in ships, that do business in great waters, these see the works of the Lord and his wonders in the deep. For he commandeth and raiseth the stormy wind, which lifteth up the waves thereof. They mount up to heaven. They go down again to the depths. Their soul is melted because of trouble. They reel to and fro and stagger like a drunken man and are at their wit's end. Then they cry unto the Lord in their trouble, and he bringeth them out of their distresses. He maketh the storm a calm, so that the waves thereof are still. Then are they glad because they be quiet, so he bringeth them unto their desired haven. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. Let them exalt him also in the congregation of the people and praise him in the assembly of the elders. He turned rivers into a wilderness and the water springs into dry ground a fruitful land into barrenness for the wickedness of them that dwell therein. He turneth the wilderness into a standing water and dry ground into water springs. And there he maketh the hungry to dwell, that they may prepare a city for habitation. And sow the fields and plant vineyards, which may yield fruits of increase. He blesseth them also, so that they are multiplied greatly, and suffereth not their cattle to decrease. Again, they are minished, and brought low through oppression, affliction, and sorrow. 
He poureth contempt upon princes, and causeth them to wander in the wilderness where there is no way. Yet setteth he the poor on high from affliction, and maketh him families like a flock. The righteous shall see it and rejoice, and all iniquity shall stop her mouth. Whoso is wise and will observe these things, even they shall understand the loving kindness of the Lord. Yeah. Yeah. Do you get the theme that's going on there? Man gets in trouble, he cries out to the Lord. The Lord comes in and rescues him. And the psalmist goes, I wish the people would just praise the Lord for his goodness. For his wonderful works to the children of men, if they would just praise him, if they would give thanks to him. Boy, I, I, you know, we need some thanksgiving. And I don't mean turkey and, and, and food and stuff. I mean, we, we need thanksgiving, thankful hearts for what God has done. We live in a time where it just seems like, boy, somebody you know pulled on the string of evil to just unleash it. And I think a lot of it has, is coming from nowhere but the, the lust of men. And somebody's pulled on that string... And just loosed it out. And God's people need to be those who are thankful, even in the midst of these things. I tell you, I, I was watching this. Um, I wanted to watch the interview sometime back, just to kind of get a feel for what the testimony was. But there was a young lady by the name, uh, some of you may may know the name, um, her, it's called. Uh, she's called a uh, Cat Von D. And apparently, she was, you know, she's a tattoo artist. And there was a big thing that she got baptized here about a month ago or something. I, I don't remember when it was. And they were making a big deal of it. Someone were calling, you know, a witch and this that, and the other. So I was listening to this interview with her the other day. There's a lady uh, over at the Blaze. I forget the lady's name. Anyway, I'm listening to this woman talk about she was searching for all these um, answers. And she was searching everywhere. She had been in occult books and yoga and transcendental meditation and all this other kind of stuff. And she's, I found out she's the daughter of missionary parents. A very rebellious. Um, There's so many similarities between our life experiences. Of course, she's female, I'm male, but <laughs> there were very similar experiences in life um, that she she gave. And as I listened, you know, I don't know the woman's heart. I don't I don't know if she's genuinely changed. You know, I I went and checked out some things just to kind of see what was going on now. And I think probably there's some things the Lord probably will definitely work in her life on. But she got rid of all these occult books. It reminded me of the book of Acts where um, the, the people came out and they did that stuff. Um, they got rid of all their occult books, their, their witchcraft books. Um, and she was just talking about how there were people who would come to her door, dig through her garbage and everything, wanting those books. It was almost like they needed a fix with those books when she was going to throw them out, that it was a waste. But she just talked about the more that she started to read her Bible— um, and I'm assuming some uh, interaction with her husband because he, she said he was the one who said we got it all wrong. 
you could tell she was just saying, I, I, I want more of Jesus. I don't have enough of this. I don't have enough, you know, I, I want more of him. I want more of him. Well, the reality is she has all of him. She has access to all of him. But I get what she's saying. So I don't know if that's, I, I want to believe that's a genuine conversion because, you know, she's leaving off things. And it sounds like this is a, a progressive thing of a, of a, a you know, progressive repentance. It continues to go on. It's not something that was done just once. It continues to go on, and that's a great thing. And I was thinking, Lord, thank you that you granted me repentance. You know, we Paul talks about that, that God grants repentance. God also grants faith. If you have faith in you in the Lord Jesus, you have it because God gave it to you. Not all men have faith, the Scripture tells us. And He's brought us into His kingdom, the kingdom of His dear Son. And I'll tell you, I, when I'm reading through some of these Psalms, I'm sitting here going, when you think about Ephesians 2 and how we've been brought into the commonwealth of Israel, the magnificence of the worship and the glory of, that's associated with that worship among the people of God for our great King. Oh. Psalm 100, a psalm of praise. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. It doesn't, it doesn't say, you know, it has to be pretty and beautiful. It says, make a joyful one. Are you happy? Are you glad? Are you thankful for what God has done? Then make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that hath made us, and not we ourselves. We are his people, and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving, and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him, and bless his name. For the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, his truth endureth to all generations. Are you a truth seeker, but you don't want to hear about the Bible? then you aren't a truth seeker. In fact, no man is seek, really seeking after God. We know that from Romans 3. I believe that's verse 11. No man seeks after God. They just don't do it. There's another one of the Psalms. I'm not going to read all this. These, I'm going to pick up a couple of passages so we get, we get through everything here. Whoops, went off the, there. Psalm 95 Oh, come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving and make a joyful noise unto him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God and a great king above all gods. And, and he goes, I mean, the psalmist just goes through these things. In his hand are the deep places of the earth. The strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his, and he made it, and his hands formed the dry land. Oh, come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our Maker, for he is God, and we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. Today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your heart, as in the provocation and as in the day of temptation in the wilderness. Hmm. When your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my work. Forty years long I was grieved with this generation and said, It is a people that do err in their heart, and they have not known my ways, unto whom I swear in my wrath that they should not enter into my rest. 
there's a constant remembering of the wonderful works of God. <clears throat> the Psalms also teach us that we're to share these things with our children. Um, we're to teach them these things. You know, we talk about Deuteronomy chapter 6. Well, that includes teaching them what God has done in the past. And then there's, and, and mainly we go to the scriptures for that. But those of you who home educate your kids, one of the great things is, is you can take them back in time and you can show them our brothers and sisters who stood faithfully and God delivered them. We can talk about those kinds of things too. And then we can talk about how God has been faithful to us. Friends, some of you, brothers and sisters, let me speak to you guys first. All of you can probably look back at different times in your lives and say, boy, I should have been killed in that, or I should have died here, and all of that. And God was merciful to you, and He was faithful to His promise to His Son to draw you to Himself. God was faithful in that. And maybe you're an unbeliever out there. And even you can perceive times where your life should have been snuffed out. But for some reason, God has kept you alive. Oh, the ultimate act of thankfulness would be repentance and faith in Him and in His Son, the Lord Jesus. And out of gratitude, out of thankfulness, live for Him. Walk in the footsteps of Jesus the Christ, the one who gave Himself for sinners. This passage out of Psalm 136, you know, gosh, I mean, you can just read all of these and be edified by reading them. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. This is one of my favorite Psalms because it's always hitting that little time with, for his mercy endureth forever. O oh, give thanks unto the God of gods, for his mercy endureth forever. O oh, give thanks to the Lord of lords, for his mercy endureth forever. To him who alone doeth great wonders, for his mercy endureth forever. To him that by wisdom made the heavens, for his mercy endureth forever. To him that stretched out the earth above the waters, for his mercy endureth forever. To him that made great lights, for his mercy endureth forever. The sun to rule by day, for his mercy endureth forever. The moon and stars to rule by night, for his mercy endureth forever. You get the idea that the psalmist is trying to communicate a point here, right? <laughs> to him that smote Egypt and their firstborn, for his mercy endureth forever. And brought out Israel from among them, for his mercy endureth forever. With a strong hand and with a stretched out arm, for his mercy endureth forever. To him which divided the Red Sea into parts, for his mercy endureth forever, and made Israel to pass through the midst of it, for his mercy endureth forever. But overthrew Pharaoh and his host in the Red Sea, for his mercy endureth forever. To him which led his people through the wilderness, for his mercy endureth forever. To him which smote great kings, for his mercy endureth forever. And slew famous kings, for his mercy endureth forever. Sion, king of the Amorites, for his mercy endureth forever. And Og, the king of Bashan, for his mercy endureth forever. And gave their land for an heritage, for his mercy endureth forever. Even an heritage unto Israel, his servant, 
for His mercy endureth forever. Who remembered us in our low state, for His mercy endureth forever. And hath redeemed us from our enemies, for His mercy endureth forever. Who giveth food to all flesh, for His mercy endureth forever. O give thanks unto the God of heaven, for His mercy endureth forever. Praise God for His mercy. For if it were not for His mercy, then none of us would stand. The psalmist also wrote in um, chapter 28 of the Psalms, The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusted in Him, and I am helped. Therefore, my heart greatly rejoiceth, and with my song I will praise Him. And the idea, that when you hear the, the, this this, this word praise here in the psalm, give thoughts to thankfulness, recognizing the character of God and he, the, the many facets of that character, of his abilities, of his nature, that the psalmist is giving him glory and thanks that he is God and that the psalmist is not. Well, that's nice, Tim. These are all, you know, fine. They're Old Testament. Isn't, isn't that, you know, I mean, what's going on there? Well, New Testament. And by the way, many of these are commands to us. Many of these are, are, are actual commands. This comes from Colossians chapter 3. <clears throat> and here's what we see. Verse 12, put on therefore as the elect of God, holy and beloved, bowels of mercies, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, long-suffering, forbearing one another and forgiving one another. If any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye. And above all these things, put on charity, or love, which is the bond of perfectness. And let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to the which also ye are called in one body, and be ye thankful. Be ye thankful. Hmm. He goes on in the very next chapter, chapter 4, he says this, Masters, given to your servants that which is just and equal, knowing that ye also have a master in heaven. Continue in prayer and watch in the same with thanksgiving. Hmm. I think a lot of our prayers are nothing more, at least I find this for me, during the day, are nothing more than us giving thanks to God for things that He's doing right then and there in our life. Even thanking Him for knowing when we, you know, the Bible talks about when we know what His will is in a situation, we pray that we, we, we have confidence in that. I mean, there are some circumstances I don't know what God's will is in it. And I pray for that will to be done, just as Jesus did in the Garden of Gethsemane. But when I know what His will is, when He's already told me in His Word what His will is, then I thank Him that He's going to perform that in me. That's, I, I ask Him to do it, and I thank Him for it. Because I'm trusting that He's going to do what He said He would do. From 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, we read this. <clears throat> Excuse me. 
See that none render evil for evil unto any man, but ever follow that which is good, both among yourselves and to all men. Rejoice evermore. Pray without ceasing. In everything give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Quench not the spirit, despise not prophesyings, prove all things, hold fast to that which is good, abstain from all appearance of evil, and the very God of peace sanctify you wholly. And I pray God your your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Faithful is he that calleth you who also will do it. Yep, that's exactly right. The same Paul that wrote Philippians, that passage in Philippians that said, God works in us both to will and to do his good pleasure. Amen. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. And notice what it's tied in with. Rejoicing, praying, not despising prophesyings, quenching not the Spirit. It comes all in the midst of that. Hmm. Being thankful. I... I listened to, we did a show with Kate several weeks ago on water. And I got the audio book of that. Um, Forget the guy's name. Miramoto or something like that. And I listened to it two nights in a row. It was that good. And that interesting as to how the water responds to words of kindness or words even of thankfulness, prayer. Um, how the water would respond to that. And think about how the psalmist writes about how the creation declares the glory of God and how we should be thankful. Boy, every every time I fill up the water bottle here, (laughs) I just give thanks over the water. I remember Stonewall Jackson That was something that he did as well. If there was a snack, they gave thanks. If there was a a glass of water and that's it, they gave thanks. There ain't a lot of people you see do that, are they? They do it maybe at their meal, but it was for just every little thing when they would stop and do that. And you would see from that, that book that I'm making mention of, even the molecular structure of the water would be altered with words of thanksgiving. I mean, it's pretty incredible. Pretty, pretty, pretty incredible. Really is. We go into 2 Thessalonians. We were just in 1st, so 2 Thessalonians. Remember, these were idolaters. They had left off their idolatry. He spoke about that in 1 Thessalonians, that their faith had been heard all over the world. And look at what he writes to them in the second one. We are bound to give thank we are bound to thank God always for you brethren as it is meet because that your faith groweth exceedingly and the charity of every one of you all toward each other aboundeth so that we ourselves glory in you in the churches of God for your patience and faith in all your persecutions and tribulations that ye endure which is a manifest manifest token of the righteous judgment of God that ye may be counted worthy of the kingdom of God for which ye also suffer. Oh, look at what he does. He's thankful that they're growing. He's come into Thessalonica. He's had converts. He's established the church there. 
and he's thankful that their faith groweth exceedingly and that they love one another. Who's he thankful to? We are bound to thank God always for you. just going to throw this out there. There's 18 minutes. If you want to call in, you know, when when I used to, back when I first became a Christian, it was in my dad's church, and man, they would have people stand up and give testimony as to what God was doing in their life. I couldn't wait for those times. I love to hear the testimony. I love to give testimony. So if you want to give testimony, you want to be thankful to God, you're welcome to do it here. 803-619-9855. 803-619-9855. Yep. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, right? <laughs> First Corinthians. That great passage, First Corinthians 15. In and of the resurrection. And he asked that question near the end of the chapter. Oh, death, where is thy sting? Oh, grave, where is thy victory? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, which giveth giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. What does he give us victory over? Death? Sin? Yep. All the power of the enemy? Yeah, he gives us all of that, doesn't he? He sure does. Um, we got a caller on the line, and caller, I don't know who you are, so uh, I'm just going to welcome you to the Sons of Liberty. What's going on? Hello, uh, I'm Enrico. I just want to give thanks to Jesus Christ, the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings, for giving me wisdom to stop taking those pharmaceutical pills Amen. for a year. And it, it, it's so good. He's so good to me and everybody. I love him so much. So that is what I want to share with you, my testimony. I am cleared of all the pharmaceutical pills. I do not take that stuff no more. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you for sharing that, yeah, brother. Praise. Yeah, thank you. Bye-bye. All right, bye-bye. All right, there he goes. And uh, yeah, we give the Lord praise for any of that stuff, and uh, uh, for he's worthy of it, isn't he? Amen. Amen. Thank you for that call, by the way. Uh, the phone line is still open if you want to call. 803-619-9855. 803-619-9855. All right, um, I've got a few more that I want to go through here in the New Testament, because I, I want it to be something, you know, we hear all this bad news. It's time we, I, I hope some of you are just sitting there thinking, boy, Lord, thank you for what you did for me here. Or thank you for what you did this morning. Or thank you for, you know, keeping us safe in this situation or whatever it is. I hope it's driving you to that. At least that's that's my desire is that it would be an, a, a point of edification that it would point you to be thank, really thankful. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this. But I, I see people take holidays, holy days, right? And they tie them with Jesus. They do this at Christmas too. They tie them with Jesus. But you really don't hear any, you, you never hear from them about really being thankful 
to God for Jesus at that time. Th- their thoughts are not consumed with that. It's consumed with parties. It's consumed with you know decorations. It, and look, every, parties and get-togethers and decorations, all that stuff, that's one thing, okay? But to say that and then not to bring it to the center is something else. And that happens at Thanksgiving, too. Everybody focuses on all the food. Let's, let's be gluttons instead of being thankful. We can feast without being gluttons. But you tell me if the purpose of Thanksgiving nowadays does not seem like it's to gorge ourselves. Isn't that what it seems like? In fact, many people will call it something else. They won't call it Thanksgiving. They'll call it, you know, Turkey Day or whatever, whatever any of those kind of things. And it all becomes focused on the creation rather than the creator. Just, just a word to think of when you're gathering together with your families today. Paul also writes in 2 Corinthians chapter 2. Again, th- this one is another favorite passage that, of mine. He says, Now thanks be unto God which always causeth us to triumph in Christ. Did you notice that? Thanks be unto God, which always, or who always, causes us to triumph in Christ. Always. And maketh manifest the savor of his knowledge by us in every place. How is God known to the world? Through his people. Sharing his word. And then he says this, For we are unto God a sweet savor of Christ in them that are saved and in them that are perishing. To the one we are the savor of death unto death, and to the other the savor of life unto life. And who is sufficient for these things? For we are not as many which corrupt the word of God, but as of sincerity, but as of God, in the sight of God, speak we in Christ." Now, what's interesting is Bradley and I were talking about this passage right here earlier in the week. And he talks about being thankful here. And then he goes on, he he talks about we're this sweet savor. And I may have said this on the show um, before, okay? So one of the issue is, is that he comes in and he says, we're a savor of Christ in them that are saved and to them that are perishing. When you share the gospel with someone, your main audience is not that person. Your main audience is God himself, because what you do before him, you're doing before his face, right? And it says we're a sweet savor of Christ in those who are saved, those who are perishing. One is death to death, the other is life to life. And there is the the Roman entrance, when they are triumphant, right? They're going to march through that gate, and they've got all the prisoners there. They've got all the soldiers that have fought. They're coming and leading up the front. And as they're going through and they're parading through to the front, they're burning incense to their gods, okay? And as they burn that incense, guess who smells it? The victors... The crowd, who are the victors, 
and the prisoners. The prisoners can smell the same aroma that the victors do. For the victors, it's life. It's overcoming. It's conquering. For the prisoners, it's the smell of death because they're going to be killed. And that's the picture that, that Paul has here. When we're, when we're giving the gospel and when we're living our lives before the Lord and before men, what's hap- what happens there? For some people, it's a fragrance of life. And for other people, it's a fragrance of death. Because they won't come to the light lest their deeds be exposed. They shut their mouth and receive the glorious gospel of God's grace. Paul also writes in Ephesians about this. Ephesians chapter 5. Wherefore he saith, Awake thou that sleepeth, and arise from the dead, and Christ shall give thee light. See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Wherefore, be ye not unwise, but understanding. Um, hang on, I'm, I lost my place here. But understanding what the will of the Lord is, and be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting yourselves to one another in the fear of God. So he he throws it out there, and this is, again, These are commands for what the believers are supposed to be doing. They're supposed to be giving thanks, right? We've got another caller on the line. And caller, are you there? What what do you got to say? I'm here. Good morning, Tim. It's Carol Ann. Oh, good morning, Carol Ann. Good to see you. Good to hear from you. (laughs) Good to talk to you always, and thank you for being on this morning. I am so grateful to the Lord for um, my salvation. Um, You, um, you know, uh, you may remember that I was saved in 2021. Um, I was a Catholic my whole life. Um, and, um, I thought in the beginning I had some great roots in the church, loved being at the church when I was a kid, singing in the choir and all that. And, um, you know, never read the Bible, never was exposed. I was exposed to it maybe, but I just kind of went through life, was in the world, um, not near the Lord, and um, he brought me through my whole life, 50 years, and brought me to this church in North Carolina to a funeral. And I went to the funeral, and I heard the clear gospel. Amen. <laughs> and I just kept going back to that church. <laughs> and I, 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 three weeks later, I was in a little room in that church, and the pastor and the and the junior pastor led me to the Lord, and um, my whole life changed. Um, everything that I do is different, and everything that I feel is different. Mm. Um, I'm just grateful for His His mercy on me, mm. um, His love for me that He that He just keeps pouring into me. I'm not sure why He's doing it, and I'm just grateful for it. I'm grateful for you and for Bradley. Um, right before all of that happened, 
I heard Bradley on the radio for the first time. It was like the November before that. So that was March 28th of 2021 that I got saved. And about the November before that, I started listening to Bradley on the radio and I couldn't believe how he knew scripture. I was, he was just like rattling this stuff off. And I was like, my gosh, this man is a vessel. He's just like, uh, who knows like stuff like that. Right. So I I was in Walmart one day with my husband and I picked up a Bible, just randomly picked up a Bible. Right. And so ever since then, that was the beginning of my journey. And, and now every morning I, I wake up joyfully ready to listen to you get into the word. And I'm so grateful to God for his word. I think his word is so integral for us as Christians. And if we're not in it, we don't, read it out loud or read it with friends or get together with people, even if we don't have a church. I'm so grateful for my church, but some, a lot of people don't have it. And a lot of churches are doing crazy things. So, um, I'm grateful for you, Tim. I'm grateful for your heart for the Lord and that you also give the clear gospel. So I'm thankful so, so for my SOL family. I love you guys and I'll get off. But um, thanks so much. Have a great day. Thank you. And the people in chat are saying they love you, too. Thank you, Carol Ann. Appreciate you so much. And uh, there goes Carol Ann. Um, Thank you for the test. I I remember when Carol Ann came in um, talking about her conversion and saying she was going to be baptized. I I remember that. That's been, gosh, has that been that long? Huh. Praise the Lord. SDG. That's what we say here. Sola Deo Gloria. uh, The glory to God alone. And uh, thank you, Carol Ann, for for your testimony there. I appreciate that so much, and we do give glory for it. Let me let me hit these real quick because we're down on the count here. If you want to call in, though, I'll still take your call. Eight zero three six one nine nine eight five five. This comes from the Book of Revelation. And the four and twenty elders which sat before God on their seats fell upon their faces and worshipped God, saying, "We give thanks, O Lord God Almighty, which art." And wast and art to come, because thou hast taken to thee thy great power, and hast reigned. And the nations were angry, and thy wrath is come, and the time of the dead, and they should be judged. And that thou shouldest give reward unto thy servants, the prophets, and to the saints, and to them which fear thy name, small and great, and shouldest destroy them which destroy the earth. And the temple of God was opened in heaven, and there was seen in his temple the ark of his testament. And there were lightnings and voices and thunderings and an earthquake and a great hail. But in the midst of it, they're giving thanks. This also comes from um, Revelation chapter 5. Probably one of my favorite scenes out of the book of Revelation. Verse 6. And I beheld, and lo, in the midst of the throne of the four beasts, in the midst of the elders stood a lamb as it had been slain, having seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God sent forth into all the earth. And he came and took the book out of the right hand of him that sat upon the throne. And when he had taken the book, the four beasts and four and twenty elders fell down before the lamb, having every one of them harps and golden vials full of odors, which are the prayers of the saints. And they sung a new song, saying, Thou art worthy to take the book, 
and to open the seals thereof, for thou wast slain, and hast redeemed us to God by thy blood, out of every kindred and tongue and people and nation, and hast made us unto our God kings and priests, and we shall reign on the earth. And I beheld, and I heard, the voice of many angels round about the throne and the beasts and the elders. I don't even think we have a clue as to what God's throne room looks like. He's got so many creations that we can't even comprehend. Going on here, the angels, the beasts, the elders here. And the number of them was, listen, 10,000 times 10,000 and thousands of thousands. It was, he's saying it's a bunch saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb that was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. And every creature which is in heaven and on the earth and under the earth and such as are in the sea and all that are in them heard I saying, Blessing and honor and glory and power be unto him that sitteth upon the throne and unto the Lamb forever and ever. And the four beasts said, Amen. And the four and twenty elders fell down and worshipped him that liveth forever and ever. Is that who you're thankful to? This one who receives glory and honor and power and wisdom and might. You know, I I played thankful at the beginning. It was on my mind to play That's My King. I haven't played that in a while. Maybe we'll do that tomorrow. Is this the king that you're thankful to for what he's done in your life? Is this the one that you give thanks to for all that he's given you? Whether it be health, strength, family, a home, the ability to work, to speak, to hear, whatever the case may be. Is this the one that you're thankful to? Or do you give a nonchalant, I'm thankful, I'm grateful but you misdirect it or don't direct it at all. Maybe you're thankful to yourself. The Bible would call you to humble yourself and submit yourself unto God, to close your mouth as a sinner, and to hear the fact that the one we read about just a minute ago, who redeems men from their sin, he saves them out of their sin, that's the one that we're talking about here. I hope you're grateful to him today. I hope you have a great time with family and friends. Um, I pray the Lord's blessing upon your gatherings and uh, may His face shine bright upon you there together. Bradley be with you at 3 and Lord willing, I'll be back in the morning at 8 a.m. Oh, excuse me, 6 a.m. Talk to you then.